Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope. We are super excited because we are stepping into the first of a a three-week conversation with just an amazing family. And it's not just me and Troy. It is me and Troy and Susie Peck, who is just a big part of A Voice of Hope. And she uh, found this family and she is going to lead us off in a great conversation. Well, welcome to um, A Voice of Hope. And we are so excited today to have with us the Barrick family. Andy, Linda, and Jen, Um, they have quite a story to tell. I was able to see them in New York State um, back in November when I was at a women's conference with my daughter, and um, their story has stuck with me, and it is a privilege to get um, you all, our audience, to hear their story. Well, thank you for having us. Um, we do have a son too. His name's Josh, and he just got recently married to Brooke. And so they aren't on the broadcast with us today, but thank you for having us. Um, I guess I'll start out by just telling our story a little bit. Um, we were coming home from church on a Sunday night. Jennifer was 15, and she had just sung in her first choir concert with her high school choir. Um, Linda's father brought the message that night. His name was Dr. Ed Heinzen. Um, He brought it on Revelation, and he talked about if you're a Christ follower, in the end, you win. And I looked at Linda, and I said, why don't we have a party at the house? So we invited about 30 friends and family to our home. Um, There was a Sunday night football game on that everyone wanted to watch. It was the Colts playing the Patriots. Uh, but I stopped at Kentucky Fried Chicken to pick up chicken for our guest. And I remember the phone ringing and it was my brother. And he says, Andy, where are you guys? Everyone's in the driveway. Like basically get here. We want to watch this football game. I said, well, they had to make more chicken, but we'll be there in five minutes. And we never made it home. There was a 26 year old gentleman. He'd been drinking all day. His blood alcohol level was 0.33. He had been smoking marijuana. He was depressed over a breakup with his girlfriend. He had already committed a felony hit and run, and he was fleeing from the police. They actually had stopped him, had him out of his truck, interrogated him, Mm. put him back in his truck with the keys in the ignition and did not handcuff him. This was his fourth DUI. Wow. Uh, When the police officer stepped away to talk to the person he had hit, um, the gentleman fired up his truck and came at us going over 80 miles an hour with his lights off. We were going over 45 miles per hour. The impact was 125 miles per hour. Should have died instantly. Um, And we didn't even see him coming. He hit us with such force that he dropped the engine out of his truck and he ran right over top of our family van. Um, In an instant, our lives changed forever. We were medevac to four different hospitals. Um, Jennifer was flown to Charlottesville at UVA. I was flown to Roanoke. Uh, Our son went 
by ambulance to Roanoke and Linda stayed here in Lynchburg. So four different hospitals and we didn't go home as a family for over three months. Yeah. And, you know, just for whoever's listening, um, we all go through pain and trauma. It's just part of life and we live in an evil fallen world. And we just want to give hope today yes. that when we go through hard times, that it doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Mm -hmm. He loves you so much and he will walk with you and carry you. And our daughter, Jen is here with us today. And, um, it's been, it's 17 years later and she is now 32 and she just, um, God keeps healing her more and more every day. And, um, she shows us every day what contagious joy looks like. And, um, but as her parents, we struggle a lot of days because life is hard. And um, maybe you can relate to that. And um, the days I struggle, Jen, what do you say to me? <laughs> I tell my mom that she needs a brain injury. <laughs> yeah. What I mean by that is I just, I try to encourage my mom just to let go and to trust God because he has it all under control and that he's in the details with us. Yeah. Jen says, mom, your problem is that you think way too much and your brain gets in the way. And so we love to just share with people mm. ways that we've learned how to let go and trust God with that childlike faith that we see in Jen every day. And I think when tragedy hits, you know, maybe um, you weren't hit by a drunk driver, but you were hit um, by life in some way. And we have that choice to run to God or run away from God. Mm -hmm. And to me, the biggest miracles of our story were watching Jen in the hospital. She was in a coma for five mm -hmm. weeks yes. and the doctors said, she'll never wake up. She'll never walk again. <laughs> she'll never talk again. And we're here to just say, God still does <laughs> yes. miracles Amen. and there is no limit to what he can do. And so for Andy and I, we're both in wheelchairs and we're watching our beautiful 15 year old daughter and she is in a coma. And as she's trying to emerge, she has no control of her arms and her legs. And so wow. she's thrashing around back and forth and she's in this bed that zipped up like a tent mm -hmm. to keep her from falling on the ground. Yes. And we're trying to communicate with her and we can't understand her. It's mm -hmm. just moans and groans. Mm -hmm. And um, all of a sudden one day she starts talking to Jesus and somehow she was with them. We can't fully understand it. She's not fully awake yet. She's, she's pretty much asleep and yet she's flailing around, mm -hmm. but she's with Jesus somehow. And she's mm -hmm. talking to him, yeah. having a two-way conversation. <laughs> and she's just saying, Lord, should I go to heaven or should I stay mm -hmm. on this earth? And it's a normal voice. It sounds like Jen <laughs> and we can understand her. And um, she's saying, okay, God, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And I can still picture her. She's on her stomach and she's getting all wound up in this feeding tube. And she's saying, okay, God, um, you know, whatever your plan is, I'll do it. But there aren't words to describe you. You'll have to write them down. And we watched as God was just giving Jen a plan for her life and she was submitting to it. And for weeks and days and afterwards, 
we would just get a glimpse of Jen, just a little bit here and there. She mostly slept, but when she was awake, she was singing praise songs. <laughs> we saw two sides to her. She didn't know her name. She could not sit up. She didn't know she had a brother, but knew. she knew Jesus. <laughs> and we would play that wow worship CD and she could <laughs> sing all 22 songs on that worship <laughs> CD. Um, we would quote scripture to calm her and she could quote every verse she had ever hidden in her heart. She was quoting whole chapters and it was unbelievable. And it has taken me so many years to put this into words, but the Holy spirit is never disabled. And anyone listening, the moment you accept Christ into your heart and life, God himself, his Holy spirit comes to live in you. Mm -hmm. And so what we get to see in Jen every day, even though her mind and body was broken, even though she still struggles mm -hmm. with memory, some, the Holy spirit is not yes. disabled in yes. her and the Holy spirit helps her every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish you could be with us. She <laughs> talks out loud to him, just like, God, where, where's my contact? Yes. You know, I just <laughs> dropped it on the floor. She just talks to him as if he's right there mm -hmm. because he is. Yeah. And there was one story that changed my life forever in the hospital. And um, it was Christmas time. So it was this time of year. And oh, yes. um, Jen was in a wheelchair, but she's kicking and flailing. And my friend Pam is on the ground rubbing her feet to calm her down. And I'm in a wheelchair and I'm like, Jen, let's sing Silent Night. That'll make Jen calm. So we start singing Silent Night. And in the middle of Silent Night, Jen stops kicking and thrashing her neck and she's singing and she's just glowing. And at the end, she's looking up at the left and she just says, amen. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, Jen, do you see Jesus? And she said, yes. Don't you see him? He is standing right beside me. And that moment in time changed my life forever because we often think when we talk to God that he's so far away and yet in our darkest hours, mm -hmm. he is so close and he will hold us and carry us. And mm -hmm. Jennifer was completely blind mm -hmm. at this time from her head injury. She had the traumatic brain injury. She could not look at me and know I was her mom. And yet Jesus made himself so real to her and she could see him. And Jen, tell them how you like to view Jesus. Uh, yes, I love to view Jesus as my escort and as my companion. And I just want to encourage the listeners just in the sense that God sees you and to not give up. And He, the Bible promises that once we are Christ's followers, Jesus promises to never leave us or forsake us. So I love just to visualize Jesus being my escort, being your escort, and he is there to help. Yes. You are never alone. Yeah. He's holding your hand. He's with you. Um, we love that scripture in Isaiah 41, 13 that says, for I am the Lord, your God, who says, do not be afraid. I will help you. Mm -hmm. And I will help you with my righteous right hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more from our friends, the Barracks. You're listening to A Voice of Hope. Hey, thanks for listening to A Voice of Hope, a nonprofit listener supported podcast 
where we encourage our listeners to share their stories as we encourage others. Life is hard, and we get it, but we believe that God uses everything in a person's life to bring about His good. When we share what God is doing in our lives in simple ways with others, we're inspiring hope and maybe even some positive change. With a casual conversation between our hosts, Troy Peverall and Chris Sasser, along with their guest, we navigate challenges, share victories, and inspire our listeners to become a voice of hope in their life and community. And that's it. That's what we're all about. We all have stories and we would love to share yours. So check us out on the web at avoiceofhope.me. That's avoiceofhope.me. Here you can send us an email, get to know us better, and find a secure place to give. And one more thing. Thanks for sharing this podcast with your friends. When you do so, you're helping us to reach farther with helpful stories for hopeful living. Jen, obviously before the accident, you were already following Jesus and yes. you were, you know, you're coming home from church concert, right? Yes. But, but what do you think kind of now being so far away from it, what do you think changed in your relationship with Jesus because of this? Yes. Great question. Well, yes, I was already a Christ follower, but, um, my, um, my ministry was just more reserved. I, it was very hard for me to pray out loud. It was very hard for me to even like talk to a stranger. Um, but now I just feel like God has given me a new freedom where I just, can't wait just to share and just to tell as many people as I can about the Lord. And, um, when I was younger, I prayed a couple times about boldness. I, in my mind, I just, I was just thought I needed boldness to, to be able to make a difference. And, um, you know, the Lord has just, uh, really just showed me just, you know, it's all about trusting in him and in his plan and, just that um, I can be bold uh, through just knowing scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jen actually was a completely different personality yes. before. She was more melancholy yeah. and <laughs> she had journals hidden all over her room, which is a huge part of her story. She loved Jesus with yeah. all her heart, but it was kind of hidden in her journals. It wasn't outward. She was getting up early to read her Bible. Yes. Um, but again, she wasn't even telling us what she was doing. I'm yelling at her because she's getting up way too early, but she she was reading through the new Testament Testament. and, um, her journals, she was begging God for boldness Mm -hmm. and she wanted to make a difference in the world. And she knew she needed boldness and she wanted to be able to pray out loud, like her little brother, Josh. Mm -hmm. And so part of the story is when she's in the coma for five weeks and, I'm begging um, my family to take me Mm. to her bedroom and I can't even walk. I'm like scooting up the stairs because I can't walk and I get to her room and under her bed is this Victorian box and it is full of journals where she is surrendering her life over and over to God Mm. and knowing he's going to use her to make a difference in the world. And I just ripped out one of those journals and carried it in my wheelchair with me everywhere because it gave me hope Mm. that God was going to up and that Mm -hmm. God prepares Mm -hmm. us ahead of time. He knows what we're going to go through. Mm -hmm. And part of Jen's brain injury is she's uninhibited. (laughs) So she doesn't care what anybody thinks about her. And she literally shares 
her love relationship with Jesus, it's now bold for everyone to see every grocery store yeah. we go in. She'll just be like, I'm Jen and I have a brain injury. Do you know Jesus? <laughs> That's amazing. I love That's it. That's where we all need a brain yes. injury. That's right. Yes. And so Andy and I have to share Jesus no matter if we want to or not. Because <laughs> Jen's going to do it. She's going to do it. And, um, for me, that's what's changed the most. Mm -hmm. I was leading Bible studies for years in my home. I was doing devotions with Jen's cheerleaders, mm -hmm. and, but I was not personally leading anyone to Christ. Mm -hmm. I was surrounding myself with Christians and doing good things. Mm -hmm. But when you almost die, you know, this life is so short and it changes your perspective. Yeah. And Jen every day shows us what it looks like to just live with a heavenly perspective, an eternal, eternal. perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And God, I mean, just in, there were so many miracles mm -hmm. that God performed on our behalf. I mean, it's hard to even list them, but he was there. And Jen says all the time that he's with us, but he carried us on a lot of these days. And in our darkest days, he's always there. And I remember the first time I went home to the house and no one had been home. And my parents, I asked my parents to take me over there and they got my wheelchair into the family room and got me into it. And I wheeled from the family room into the kitchen and on the counter, Linda had a plate where she used to write happy birthday to the kids and verses. And the verse on the plate was second Corinthians 12, nine, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power uh, is made perfect in weakness. And I just sat there and cried in the kitchen because it was Jesus. I mean, I know it was him saying, Andy, everything's blown up and you're weak. Your family's blown up. You're weak emotionally, psychologically, physically, but it's okay. You know, I've got this. You can trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And. Mm. You know, as Jen's parents, it is hard. It's so hard to watch your child struggle. Mm -hmm. um, Jen is great today, but there were so many years of um, just extreme migraines and pain in her body. We couldn't even touch her. She was hypersensitive and mm -hmm. we had to brush her body with a plastic brush every two hours to mm -hmm. desensitize her. And you know, she had in God's grace, mm -hmm. she had no short-term memory. Yes. So she would be screaming in the shower because yes. it felt like thousands of yes. needles hitting yes. her body. And five minutes later, <laughs> she didn't remember. And she would be turning on the praise music and dancing around the kitchen saying, I'm so full of joy. <laughs> so, you know, here I'm begging God to heal her and heal her memory. And in his grace, yes. he did not heal her memory until years later when all her physical pain was pretty much yes. gone. And now I realize that was a gift mm -hmm. that she doesn't have all the bad memories that we have and the emotional pain that we have. She literally just trusts God every day, like a child. Mm -hmm. And that's what God wants all of us to do. Yes. We take on these heavy burdens and pressures of trying to fix yes. things that we can't control or fix. And he just wants us to hand our burdens up to him and trust him. And Jen says, we have to trust him for the greater. Yes. The greater. And this yeah. is life changing. Um, <laughs> Jen says to me all the time, we have the wrong idea of prayer. And Jen has a love relationship with God um, where she just praises him in advance for what he's going to do. And Jen, tell them what you say to me, how God's not of our dimension. 
Well, you know, I, the Lord is not of our dimension. He's so much bigger and greater, I think, than we can even comprehend. And so I like to uh, write and do something greater. And that uh, is the title of my list. And so just when you go before the Lord in prayer, you know, I want to encourage you to pray your prayer requests, but then say, Lord, do this or something greater. Yeah. Jen will say, do we want our limited answers or do we want God's unlimited (laughs) power? And what happens is we all do this. We tell God how to answer, you know, all our problems. And it, we usually it's it's all about our comfort here and now, but we tell him exactly what we want him to do. Mm. Um, and then when he doesn't answer the way we want him to, we get mad and disappointed mm. in God. And that's not what prayer is. Prayer is a relationship mm. where yes. we're telling him everything, but we're trusting him like a child and we're trusting him to do something that our human minds can't even mm. think about. Um, I love Ephesians 3.20, um, that God can do exceedingly abundantly more mm. than all we ask or imagine. And so Jen has taught us this to just in the night when I wake up and start worrying to just sing a praise song and to just trust God, praise him in advance for what he's going to do. Um, and that has really helped yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, so many questions and other things that we uh, will talk about on our next episode, but, but as we wrap this one up, just tell us a little bit about hope out loud and the ministry that has come out of all this. And then on our next episode, we'll, we'll dive into some other questions for you guys. That name came from when Jen was in the coma and she was emerging, she was giving us hope out loud. The Holy Spirit so, was. Yeah, her. even though she was not awake, and it's hard to describe that, but that was giving Linda and I hope. And so the name was, the, the name came out of that. Um, and now God, I mean, he's fulfilling the dreams and what he put on Jen's heart, um, that she's actually going to have a ministry to the world. And that is what hope out loud is it's now a ministry to the world to bring hope and encouragement to people who've gone through trauma and pain. And um, here in the United States, um, you know, we have a new training curriculum called leverage your life um, coming alongside Christ followers on helping them navigate what it looks like to leverage their life for eternity. God wants to use all of us to impact the people he's brought into our lives for eternity. And so we help the Christ follower figure out what's that look like. But um, we have a ton of resources, a ton of videos on hopeoutloud.com. And, you know, we speak, we go and do trainings with churches, and then we travel international now because God is using Jen's prayers of hope. Those are the prayers she prayed coming out of the coma He's literally using it around the world, and it's being translated in a bunch of different languages, Romanian, Russian, uh, Khmer with Cambodia, Spanish is huge, um, two countries in Africa, and our son just got back from Iraq November 17th, and they wanted in Arabic, working with trafficked kids to rescue them. Literally, God's using it on the front lines of trafficking these kids will read this book about trauma because their life is trauma. It's relatable and it's how God is doing it. And so we're blown away by it, but God's really fulfilling what he put on Jen's heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Part of our story is 
Jen came out of the coma saying, I'm going to have a ministry to the world. And I looked at her and said, Jen, you are crazy. You <laughs> bedroom. You know, how are you going to have a ministry to the world? So to see God doing that and the little prayer book is the prayers, but also the scriptures Scripture. that we claimed out loud every day. So mm-hmm. it just teaches people how to talk to yes how to talk to God and have a personal relationship yes. with him. It's very simple. And we're in awe of God. And, and I encourage everyone to go to hopeoutloud.com, go to YouTube. We have a hope out loud page. There are so many videos and resources that are life-changing on there um, that will help you um, Bible study resources, all kinds of things. That's amazing. Hey, Jen, as we in, in this conversation right here, do you mind praying for everyone? I would love to. Thank love you. To- Lord Jesus, Almighty Father, safe haven, we run to you this day. (laughs) I want to just focus on those words, safe haven. I feel like we need just to hear that and to embrace that today. Thank you that we are safe in your arms of peace and security. And thank you, Lord, that you see the details. I love that, that you are in the details with us. Mm -hmm. And I just want to pray for my friend today. Um, my friend who is maybe struggling with anxiety and fear, just please calm that anxiety today in their hearts and their minds and help them to know that the winds and the waves obey you. (laughs) Wow. And that you are in control of it all. So Lord, thank you once again for the security that you extend to us each and every moment. And please help us today to embrace that security and just to walk and to dance in freedom with you. (laughs) We can't wait to see what you're going to do next. And it is an honor to serve you. It's your name, Father God. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Well, we obviously really enjoyed that conversation with the barracks. We'll be back for part two next week. Thanks for listening to A Voice of Hope.